Okay, it's around two o'clock on Friday, May seventh. The markets are closed for the weekend. So, Justin, I have a question for you. What happened this week? Well, Danny, I'm glad you asked. We saw the old crop July corn、uh, rally 46 cents from 6.85 on Monday's open to 7.31 today. Old crop July soybeans saw an increase of 40 and a half cents for the week, going from 14.49 and a quarter to 15.89 and three quarter. And then, if we want to take a look at the new crop, and now this is where things really got wild and took off. December corn was up 67 cents, jumping from 5.69 at Monday's open. To closing at 6:39 today, and new crop soybeans increased 82 and one quarter cents from 13.49 and a quarter to 14.31 and a half. So there is your market recap. Wow. Okay. So is it normal to see prices increase this much? Okay. Um, not really. No would be the short answer. <laughs> um, so seasonally, you know, we generally see a pattern throughout the marketing year. In winter and early spring, we might trade sideways until we get to a point where the market is going to say, "Okay, we need this many corn acres, or we need this many bean acres," and the market will go up or down depending on if we need more acres. The price will increase to incentivize farmers to plant more acres,、mm -hmm. or down, saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we need to back this off. We're going to plant too much corn. We're going to lower the price." So maybe farmers are going to look at alternative. Crops. Now, this time of year, if there's a weather risk, like if it's too wet to get the crop in the ground, we saw that in 2019. Yep. Prices really rallied this time of year because it was way too wet. We didn't know how much would get planted. But this time of year, it is very unusual to see what we are currently seeing. Usually, these type of moves we see them in the middle of summer when there's a lot of weather risk. Through May, June, July. That's when things tend to peak. Once we tassel and pollinate, and we we know we're going to have a good crop that's going to be harvested, that's when the trend typically reverses and prices decrease. Okay, <clears throat> so why are things going up this much right now? Okay, so it, it's a perfect storm of a bunch of different factors coming together. So there's multiple reasons.、Um, first, we could say that last year's crop wasn't as big as what the USDA initially thought. So we have less inventory on hand to sell, and actually we've had、uh, two smaller years,、um, not great crops. You know, last year we saw the dry August and just various factors.、Um, so we don't necessarily have as much on hand as we always thought we did.、Mm -hmm. Second, Brazil is getting hammered with drought. They have two growing seasons. They call their second corn crop the Safrina crop, and it is really dry right now in Brazil. And、like if they don't get a rain very soon, within the next week or so, there's talk about them having to like disc it under or total it a complete total loss, crop failure. Oh wow! So Brazil won't have a lot of corn that is available on the worldwide stage for sale for export. So if there's countries that need corn, that's just that much less corn that's available, and that matters because China has been buying a lot of corn. China and then also other countries、uh, are wanting corn, and so like I mentioned, Brazil won't have a lot, and we actually might not have as much as we thought we did. So on top of all of that, there are traders that are worried about inflation. We had the coronavirus aid packages that came out. The government printed a lot of money, and when they print money, 
it makes the dollars that are in your pocket or sitting in the bank worth less. So there are people, traders, that are buying physical assets as a hedge against inflation. Gold, silver, Bitcoin, corn, soybeans, wheat, anything like that. So um, we're seeing money move into these markets. And then last, uh, speculators or hedge funds, people that would buy and sell commodities on paper that are they're trying to make money, they're buying low and then selling high or selling and then buying it back lower. They're not actually going to take delivery of corn. They don't actually want soybeans. They're just trying to make money by sitting at a computer and buying and selling. Those people used to have limits on how many positions or how many contracts they could buy or sell. Those position limits have essentially doubled. So before, if they wanted to buy corn, now they can buy a lot of corn and soybeans too. And that really, really moves the market when you have somebody that says, now my handcuffs have been taken off and I can buy as much as I want, essentially. And that really moves the markets. So if things are way up, should I be selling corn and soybeans? Okay, uh, that's a fair enough question. Uh, we want to sell at the high, right? Mm-hmm. And how do we know when we're at the high? We used to think a sale at 450 was good. If we could only get yeah. to 450, I would make a sale then. And then five dollars looked good, and then 550. But in hindsight, now that we're at you know over six dollars new crop corn, those sales look pretty crummy. So if we make a sale now at, say, $6 new crop, right now, that might look really good. But how do we know that in two weeks, we, we might not like that sale because we don't know where we're going to be. And this is where your moving averages come into play? Right. So we watch the 35-day moving average, and that represents the long-term trend. It's the average of the last 35 trading days. Then we watch the 17-day moving average, which represents the midterm trend. And then the five-day moving average, the average of the last five days, and that represents the short-term trend. So what are they telling us? Okay, so all three trends, short-term, five-day, midterm, 17-day, and long-term with the 35-day, they are all pointing higher in both old crop and new crop, corn and soybeans. And how do I know when to sell then? Okay, so you can use these moving averages to get as indicators of the direction of the trend. And in the normal market, I would tell you that when the five-day short-term trend moving average crosses under the five-day long-term trend moving average, that's when you should make your sale. Okay, so if that's what you would do in a normal market, why wouldn't you do it now? Okay, so here's here's the problem, and it's it's not a problem. You know, a rally is, is never a problem. This is a gift. But we've rallied so fast, and the, the five-day moving average has increased faster than the 35-day moving average. So if we wait for the five-day to cross under the 35-day, we would give up about $0.84 cents in new crop corn and about a dollar in new crop soybeans. And that is a big chunk here at the top just waiting for these two lines to cross. Okay, so how do I know when to sell then? Okay, so if we want to make a sale as close to the top as possible, and we don't want to have to wait for that five-day to cross under the 35-day, 
we can actually just watch the five-day moving average. That five-day moving average is our first indicator of things starting to turn down. When it hooks down, that means that the day's close is lower than it was five days ago. Okay, so if you're looking mm-hmm. to make a for a sign to make a sale, that five-day moving average starting to hook down could be your first sign. Now, that could also be a false signal because we could have a brief correction that only lasts a couple of days and then continue to go higher. But if you want to time the market near the top, you need to be watching what the five-day moving average does. But if you feel more comfortable waiting for confirmation that we are seeing more than just a quick correction, mm-hmm. we're seeing things really start to turn, you could wait until the five-day moving average crosses under the 17-day moving average, the short-term trend crossing under the midterm trend. However, if that really is the high, that means you'll be giving up some of the top side. Then ultimately, once the five-day moving average crosses under the 35-day, that long-term trend, and there are some more qualifications, but if the 35-day moving average crosses under the 35-day moving average, and that 35 is decreasing on a daily basis, that means the long-term trend is turning down also, and it's time to get that sale on the books. Okay, so another question. Um, Is there any prediction of how high it might go? Okay, so as of right now, we're just watching the moving averages, and they are telling us if the trend is higher or lower. As long as the trend is higher, we're not going to make a sale. Once the trend starts to turn lower, that's when it's time to pull the trigger. Essentially, we're in uncharted territory making new highs every day. We're at prices we haven't seen in something like eight years. Okay, and there are people that will offer projections or extensions based off of Elliott waves or Fibonacci numbers, um, based off of where we have been and where we have traded. There are people that are comfortable giving you numbers saying, this is where we're headed. Those are just projections. Um, But I have heard more than one person say, you know, like 850 old crop corn is likely. Um, But where we're at right now, there's just no way of telling um, how high things might go. Uh, Who would have thought we would be where we're at right now? So we're just watching these moving averages and watching where the moving average are telling us the trends are headed. And right now, they're up. Okay. Well, awesome. Thanks, Justin. Yep. And if anybody wants this as an email, we send that out every weekend. A weekend chart update. We take a screenshot of old crop and new crop, corn and soybeans with a brief analysis of the market action for the week. And if they want to get signed up for that, they can give me a call at 309-337-9081. Look us up on Facebook, Heritage Ag Solutions, or they can shoot us an email at heritageagseeds.com, and we can get them set up. So hope everyone's having a safe planting season and getting everything wrapped up and getting in the ground as we move into the farther end of the month of May. Thanks for listening. That's pretty good, except for the one part when I messed up a little bit, but that's okay. It's okay, there it is.